0: Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries. And she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry.
1: Hey friends, this is Shug Burry with him for her radio, Women's Hot Topics. Can you see us? We're on YouTube and we are doing part two today of an amazing interview. I am sitting here with the beautiful Angie Auker and she's going to share some of her story. Angie, thank you for being with us. It's great being with you, Shug. It's awesome. I love you so much. I I, I have just come to love her. We are RVing across America, friends, in our big old RV and we love the United States of America and I am meeting some fascinating people. You guys know that I've interviewed um, book authors, speakers, international guests, but I'm really now bringing to you the people I meet and the God appointments that God gives me. And this indeed is a God appointment. So stay tuned because we have many more shows to come up where I interview people that I am meeting on the road. And um, I'm just so glad that you've tuned in. You could have listened to just about any other podcast, but I'm thankful that you found us here, Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. So I'm going to just do a little recap about what we learned about the first show. In the background, if you're looking at us on YouTube, you see beautiful palm trees. You see a lake. It's about 90 degrees. So if it looks like we're melting, it's nice out, but I love the warm weather. And um, Angie shared with me uh, one time that she was raised in a Mennonite culture. Now, you think about the word Mennonite. In part one, we talked about what the difference is between the Mennonite culture and the Amish culture. We also talked about what is a Mennonite. It's not necessarily the faith as much as it is a lifestyle. And Mennonites believe in Jesus Christ. So those of you that are believers in Christ, they have have a personal relationship with them as well as we do. But what is the difference? The difference is they have decided to remove themselves from secular society and live in their own lifestyle and way of life. Am I describing that right? You are right on it. You are a quick learner, Shug. Oh, thank you, dear. Well, you were good at explaining it to me. So um, that is where we're at. We talked about how uh, cute little Angie was raised in the Mennonite culture, how they had, on average, about 10 kids in the home. They had six natural Born children but then also her lovely mother would bring in foster care kids from the towners and raise them as well and as she was being raised she talked about her culture dating what that looks like and of course at 17 years old she wanted to sow her wild oats like some of us do and in this she decided that she was gonna uh, uh, skip church and when she decided to skip church she went out with a boy And things happened. And A led to B. You know how that goes, girls. And she became pregnant. And so we talked about how she was shunned within her own, not only her own family, because her dad was embarrassed, but from her church, who declined from giving her any wisdom, consultation, uh, helping her in repentance. None of that had happened. Um, And then they asked her to uh, put her child up for adoption with any hopes of having a second chance within the church. Uh, She chose not to give her child up she was almost 20 years old and she was working for her uncle was it your uncle yes it was and so she had a good stable job in the automotive business and decided to raise her own boy Justin a shout out to Justin Um, so we're going to talk now we're going to pick up from there we're going to talk about how she decided to attempt to come back to the church after um, having her child born after getting back on her feet and what had happened from there so Angie thank you again for coming on it's good to be again on with you I know and so yeah share with me a little bit about what happened from this point on
0: so i uh, just want to reiterate is a healthy birth my mother was there at the birth and um I moved in with my great uh, aunt and uncle because they were um, not Sean because they were helping me. Yeah, they were. It was a ministry uh, for them, and they were very kind and loving, um, giving me my room. And they babysat the little boy while I went to work. I went back to work at four when he was four weeks old, um, and then I went to get back into the good grace of the church because at this time I was put off of communion. That's what it's called. Mm. So that's kind of when you're on a pause. Yes, in the church. So no holy kiss um what does that mean the holy kisses where you shake the hand of uh your the women do put to, to women and the men do to men and you um give
1: them a kiss on the cheek okay and so you don't get that no do you, you get, don't get that on the back uh not even that no just hello hello yes. Angie what yes. are you doing here yes what are you doing here
0: <laughs> so um the feeling of going back after um having the baby bringing him into church uh, getting lots of stares and being um questions asked but Uh, It was to further their nosiness. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because the Mennonite community is very tight. Yeah. So, um, what happened was they met with me and um, said, I understand that you want to come back into a communing, be a communing member. And I said, yes. And they said, okay, there's a couple things you need to work on. Your hair um, cannot be front further than. X, Y, Z and your um, dresses need to be a little looser. And so they hit on all the outside points of my um dra- outside appearance and mm-hmm. nothing was said about Angie's heart and where she was. And what was happening in your life? I was lost. Mm-hmm. I was very lost. I didn't know what to do spiritually. I had asked God to forgive me in my
1: heart and I knew he did.
0: But to carry that through my life, I, w- I wasn't doing
1: that. Mm. So the church never really rallied around you and helped you. With your heart. That's correct. With what was going on. That's correct. Um, Did you find that people gossiped about you and shunned you or didn't talk to you? Yes, they did. The people in the community? They, yes. It was
0: very easy for them to point fingers and um, not not only me but my brothers and sisters suffered from it and my parents did your kids did your siblings talk to you or did they no the they were way? not they were not allowed to have communication with me because of
1: um for the fear that i would influence them okay and so they were mainly trying to were they trying to get you to, to, to leave the Mennonite culture, do you think? Maybe they didn't. I don't know. You decided yeah. to come back yes. on your own, right? Yes, because I wanted. To, that was a very
0: necessary part of my life. The Mennonite yes. men culture was. You were sure. raised in it. Yes, for sure.
1: that was. And um, I didn't know anything else. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. So, so you came back. They made you feel shunned. They made you feel like an outcast. You didn't get the holy kiss. No. And um, then what did you do? Then I decided that, uh, with all
0: my outward appearances trying to be changed, but nothing was happening inside. I couldn't quite forgive myself. Um, I had a lot of condemnation and my uncle said, Angie, why don't you come to our church, uh, for a little while, the church of the brethren. And is that a Mennonite? No, it is not. They left the, they were all split from the Mennonites. Okay. The church of the brethren. The main thing is they believe in, um, immersion Mm -hmm. instead of just sprinkling on the head or a Mennonite just believes in sprinkling on the head. Mm. So, um, I decided to separate myself from the uh, Mennonite church because I just couldn't get back in their good graces. That's basically
1: what it was. Yeah, because they kept picking on your clothes and stuff and what you're wearing and just little. Okay. All right. So, you know, that God looks at, the inward he doesn't look at the outward appearances he looks at the inwardness of our heart and you know what oftentimes when you feel like an outcast ladies and i believe that's what you're trying to share with us you felt yes. like an outcast people were talking to you that's right
0: you feel a lot of condemnation and there is no reason for a grown woman to feel condemnation yeah and you kept your sweet baby yes mommy raised him i am he's love turned him. out to be an amazing kid and i'm so proud of him I'm and i'm so happy you. that i kept him so if there is any um things going on in your life and you're feeling a lot of condemnation there's lots of help um and um reach out to sugar i also i would love to talk to you and don't feel shame because god
1: doesn't that's not what he's about we were born into this world to um glorify him amen and you can reach out to angie through my email address at info at him for org. info at himforher.org. And ladies, I want you to know, if you feel like an outcast, you know what Jesus says about that? You know what God says about it in scripture? Jeremiah 30, 17 says, for I will restore your health and I will heal you of your wounds, declares the Lord. Because they have called you an outcast saying it is Zion, no one cares for her. And I'm sure that you felt that way from time to time, Angie, that nobody was caring for you. Exactly. That is a very bad spot to be and because it's a downward spiral. You just can't seem to get your feet on solid ground. So you've left the Mennonite way of life. Yes. How did you pick yourself up by your bootstraps? How did you do this in Christ?
0: Well, I had uh, some of the ministers from the Church of the Brethren that I went to, they came and rallied around me and months of counseling. They said, Angie, you're carrying around a big load of rocks. You need to get rid of those rocks. God wants, just lay him at the bottom of the cross. God wants those rocks. He doesn't want you canning around your little wagon you're dragging on behind because you cannot move forward. You cannot be you and the person that God created you to be. And what is super interesting is the church that uh, my husband and I are attending now, one of those gentlemen came back to uh, be part of our church and um, be a lay minister. And we sit and talk about those days uh, when we have small group. He's part of our small group. And I just say, thank you so much to him and for, um, helping me get rid of my rocks.
1: Well, giving me tools to know how to get rid of my rocks. Yeah. Yeah. In Christ. Yes. I love that. I love that. And it occurred at the bottom of the cross. Amen. And did you stay at that church? I did. Yeah. So I did for years. Wow. Awesome. And then tell me a little bit about your life today. What does it look like?
0: So my life today looks a lot different than it did. Number one is I'm a totally different person. The joy of the Lord is just comes bubbling out because, um, I know what he did for me, especially the woman at the well story. It just has new meaning to me in the last 20 years because he cleanses
1: and share a little bit, you know, some of our listeners might not be familiar with the woman at the well. Would you share a little bit about the story and then also how it relates to your life?
0: So the woman at the well was, um, she came to draw water and he said about that. He wants
1: water too. Okay, so the woman at the well, amazing story. It's about a woman who came to the well in the middle of the heat of the day to get water because she was being shunned by her town, by her village. She had many husbands, and of course, that was a wrong thing uh, at that time. And Jesus was there waiting for her, knowing she would come to draw water. And when she drew water at the well, Jesus looked at her. And he said, I am the living water. And you know what, friends? She was the first evangelist to go and tell other people. She went back to her town and told everybody what Jesus had said. And she said, come, come and meet him. And that's exactly what she did. She shared the good news of what Jesus did for her as an outcast. And you shared that's your story. That is my story. Yes, it is. And so that's why it has new
0: meaning for me. Uh, But a wife, a mother, um, to a blended family, a daughter and two sons. And we have, um, some puppies that we take care of, Rusty and Carmel. And we do a lot of RVing. We're here in Florida about five months out of the year. And in Pennsylvania, we're there. And we also have a home in New Mexico, um, that we're there maybe two months in the fall. Um, so my life has totally changed. And I, I do want to say is, um, I remember when I was, um, going out with my now husband, uh, he said, I was having some struggles. The first four years of our um, relationship was a struggle because I had a lot of dirty baggage. It did not match my outfits. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, he. I remember one time him telling me, because uh, we had grown up in uh, the Mennonite church together and, but
1: we, we split our ways. And so your husband did as well. Yes. And circumstances brought us back together again, sequence of events. Okay. Pause for a minute. So you didn't go and leave together. No, you both were living your own life. Yes. And it just happened that he left the Mennonite culture as well. Yes. Okay. So then what happened?
0: And through a sequence of events, we found each other. And um, like I said, the first four years were uh, rocky. I, I, Definitely had a lot of growing to do, a lot of trust issues, a lot of trust issues. And he um, said one day, he said, I loved you since you were a young girl. And at that time, for some reason, um, I was it just went through me. I was like, that's what Jesus did. He loved me since I was a young girl, something clicked in my head. And that week I started healing. Cause I was going to leave him and he knew it. Um, I said, I need a break. I can't handle this. Life is too hard. And when he said that he had just no idea, um, wh- what he did, he restored, he started, re- my soul started being restored. Um, so that that was the turning point because i realized he how he viewed me is how jesus viewed me
1: yes i've loved you since you were a young child oh that's so <laughs> romantic how long have you guys been married now we've been married seven years. Oh, amazing. Yes. that. And you know, what yes. is sweet about the story is that God was working on his life and he was working on your life separately. Yes. And then you both came together and you both understand how each other was raised. Yes. Which just adds a whole nother element. And he loves Jesus Christ. Yes, he does. He is
0: a, he is a good dad to the children uh, and he is a good husband to me. And he understands all my out of the box uh, Angie <laughs> I love that. all your out of the box, Angie
1: stuff. That's the blessing. God made you perfect. Just
0: the way you are. We go through things that, um, makes us the person people who we are today. And, um, we were not the same people we were back yeah. when we were kids, but
1: yeah. we're better Amen. and God is, it's a work in progress. Amen. Um, in Luke 15 it says and when he comes home and this is what the the father does kind of like the prodigal son and when he comes home he calls together his friends and his neighbors saying to them rejoice with me for i have found my sheep that was lost just so i tell you there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner yes. who repents than over 99 righteous people who need no repentance and so god just rejoices when you turn toward him and repentance Is just a fancy word for turning around and turning toward Christ. And ladies, I know there's several of you that might be out there. Maybe you're single moms. Maybe something has happened in your life, not necessarily a pregnancy, but you felt that you've sinned against God, against your family, against the church for that matter. I want you to know there is restoration. There is God who loves you so much. And he is just waiting for you like that woman at the well, waiting for you to come to him because he is the living waters in our life. There are no outcasts, but everybody is worthy to be an heir to the inheritance of Christ. And it says, but God rich in mercy because of the great love with which he has loved us, Even when we were dead in our trespasses, meaning our sins, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, ladies, you have been saved and raised up with him and seated with him in the heavenly places of Christ Jesus. That's from Ephesians 2, 4 to 6. Ladies, you are worthy You are honored by Christ when you say yes to him in your life. And you are set up in the heavenly places with our Lord, our King. We are heirs to the throne. And so if anyone makes you feel depressed, oppressed, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Condemnation. Condemnation. Thank you we got hope. Yes, we do. We got a story. We got a story. You got a testimony. Thank you, lady. (laughs) You got a testimony, girl. And so tell me a little bit, Angie, about your life uh, with your family today. Do you have a relationship with them? Do you talk to them? Yes, I
0: do. Um, It is better than it was. Uh, But because I am divorced and remarried, uh, my mom and dad do hold me at arm's length. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're Again, I think it's because of their peers, how they look, if they would accept my second marriage, that they would um, also accept me, what I, how I am, Mm -hmm. that I'm no longer a Mennonite. It's a big difference. If you were raised Mennonite, but never joined the church it is totally less shunning than if you uh, were a member and
1: left. Okay. And you so were that, going through membership. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I was a member. I was a member at 16. Okay. So, so remember you became baptized. Yes. Now you didn't yes. say anything about your first marriage. Um, are you comfortable sharing just a minute or so about that? Uh, I can share a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you were, how old were you when you got married the first time? 22, 22. So you were just had Justin yes. a couple years went by yes. and, um, and where did you meet him? Uh, he actually worked for my father. Oh, he did? Yes. Okay, so he was a Mennonite as well. He was uh, the Western Conference Mennonite. Okay, the
0: Western Conference, which is a little bit different. But he was adopted into it. He was raised, um, he had a hard life. He did. And then he was adopted into the Mennonite Church in the Western Co- Western Conference. How yes. come your
1: marriage dissolved?
0: My marriage dissolved because I was also, I still did not heal from my um, experience with the Leaving the Mennonites and being shunned by my family, mm-hmm. the um, it was hard for me to relate to him because of how abused he was, and I did not know how to handle all his hurt, his past hurt, and he didn't know how to handle my hurt. Mm-hmm. And together, two really hurting people that didn't know how to handle each other's issues, mm-hmm. it was. It was okay the first – I'd say the first nine years were okay, but the last nine years were fierce, rocky. And I stayed in it because of the children, but um, I I should have left earlier because – it was abusive. It was
1: very, very abusive. Okay, so you got yourself out to keep yourself safe. Yes, keep yourself sane. The counselor said, hey, if you want to wake up one morning and still be alive, you need to leave now. Well, that's pretty serious. Yeah, that's really serious. And ladies, you know what I'm picking up on this when we talk to Angie that she sought professional help. That there are counselors out there. You guys just listen to some of our shows where I've had therapists on and counselors, and just listen and see. Well, is that somebody I can give a call to? Todd Mulliken is one that we've had on many times. He's amazing. Um, And he is out of Minnesota. He does remote or virtual. He he deals with all sorts of uh, situations in your life. So feel free to reach out to him as well. But I do appreciate the fact that you saw counseling and that you got help and you could see things through someone else's eyes. Is that right?
0: That's correct. That's very correct. And I do want to say is I have a good relationship with my brothers and sisters. I'm just so happy. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that uh, it's been the relationships have been healed with my brothers and sisters because I miss a big part. Of them growing up.
1: Yeah. Did any of them leave the Mennonite? They are all still. They're all still Mennonites. Yes. Well, good. Um, do you have any words of advice for any woman who's listening uh, that just encouragement on how you were able to be victorious in Christ during a difficult time?
0: Well, I do want to say that if you find yourself in a horrible situation, whether it is physically, emotionally, um, if you have a job where things are going just really tough, just You don't need to stay in that situation. You can leave like uh, Shug said, seek counseling and, and, um, and God is good. Just reach out to him and cry out to him because he hears you. He sees when his sparrow falls. So he knows when you're struggling because he created you in his very image. And that helps so much. It does. Our, um, can you imagine God looking like us? Like, isn't that exciting? I can't wait to see him. He has been so good and he has blessed he has blessed me so much. And um, and meeting cool people like Suge. And I take advice every time someone gives advice. Angie, so what about this in your life? Or what about that in your life? And I'm always looking to do better.
1: So there's always room for improvement too. Amen. Amen. And look, God at- is good. In Luke 15, it says, and he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off... This is the prodigal son. His father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced and kissed him. And that is what God does to us. He sees us a long way off as we're returning to God. And he runs to you and he embraces you and he kisses you. And ladies, if you have not said yes to Jesus Christ in your past, maybe today's the day. Maybe you didn't even know you have to say yes to him. What does that look like, Shug? How do I say yes to a God I can't even see? It's simple, ladies. It's a prayer. And it's your own words, not my words. Yeah. It's, a, it's a prayer that where you really are opening up your heart and you say, Father, forgive me. I am a sinner and I need you in my life. I don't want to do this anymore without you. I invite you into my heart. I invite you into my life. Help me to understand and to know how to follow you the rest of my day. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, amen. Ladies, you don't have to be a biblical scholar. You don't have to know the Bible back and forth to be a Christian. All you got to know is that you need a savior. And that's Jesus Christ. Angie, I thank you so much. I just love you so much. Thank you for coming on, being open, being raw, and going from Mennonite to fabulous to marvelous and everything that you are today. I want you to know that God made you perfectly just the way you are Yes. Keep being yourself, keep Thank being you. Angie, and keep encouraging all of us. Thank you. I love to encourage others. Don't forget Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. for I know the plans I have for you. Declares the Lord. Amen. Amen. So friends, keep listening to us. We're on uh, AM 980, The Mission at 11 o'clock on Saturdays, uh, 3 o'clock on Sundays, and on Tuesdays at 1230. And then we go up to podcast. Played everywhere again, Angie Ocker. Thank you for joining us, thank you, friends. Sh- my name is Sugbury. Him for her radio women topics. You know I love you. Over and out. Bye.